Welcome to this edition of Impact, where we share your remarkable stories of faith. You know, we proclaim and believe in the scripture of the great prophet Isaiah when he declared in chapter 12, verse 4, Thank the Lord. Praise His name. Tell the world, yes, tell the world of His wondrous love and how mighty He is. So stay with us and be inspired as we hear amazing stories that are sure to impact your walk with Christ. You won't want to miss today's program. And now, here's your host, Mike Gonzalez. Welcome to this edition of Impact, where we share your amazing stories of faith. On this program, we believe that your story of transformation through Jesus Christ can touch many lives. For more information on Impact Stories of Faith, visit us at impactministrysa.org. And now, our featured story of the week is Javier Salazar. Javier, welcome to Impact, and I know that our listeners are in for an amazing story. As a young child, Javier Salazar's father suffered with post-traumatic stress disorder. As a result, Javier, as a young child, would feel the impact of this disorder. Javier, take us back to what happened in your life as a young boy. Yeah, my dad's a military vet, Vietnam vet, U.S. Air Force career man, 20 years in the Air Force. I retired when I was about five. But yeah, we grew up not really understanding too much about my dad's career. It was something he didn't talk about too much. But now, looking back on it, realizing that, that very much so, he was suffering from PTSD, which it didn't have a name for back then, but suffering from that. And as a result, you know, it, it turned us into who we are today for the better and for the worse. Tell us a little bit about his service. He was in the Air Force for 20 years. Yes, How sir. did that feel as a child to know that your father was in the military serving our country? It was great. It was, it was kind of cool knowing that my dad, you know, was a military man. I was born about three quarters of the way through his career. So he, I was about five when he retired. My earliest memories are really in Hawaii. I was about three years old. We lived in Hawaii on, on base housing. And all the things that kids get themselves into in base housing in Hawaii, you know, my brothers are a lot older than I am. I'm the youngest of six kids. And uh, those are about my earliest memories. But I remember my dad coming home in his uniform, whether he was in his, in his blues or back then the olive drab uniform was what they wore. That's my earliest memories of, of my dad. And certainly thank you to your father. Shout out to your father for his service to our country and also Absolutely. for your entire family. Most people don't understand that it's not just the father that we thank. It's the entire family. The whole family serves together. Now, your father goes into the Vietnam War. Is that correct? He did. That was before I was born. Uh, he, he was in, in Vietnam uh, with the 4080th squadron. It was a U-2 squadron. Very hairy situations they'd find themselves in. Uh, You know, the the Viet Cong actually had a price, a bounty on the head of anybody from the 4080th, himself included. And so he saw action there in in Vietnam in, in 1965. He actually earned, wasn't awarded the medals for some time, we can go into that, but actually earned the Purple Heart and the Bronze Star with V for valor in, during action there. Now, looking back on it, hearing the story, I was much older when I finally heard that story. It was something I didn't realize that he went through. And I think to myself, well, no wonder he went through the things that he did when we were growing up. And what he suffered with was post-traumatic stress disorder. Tell us a little bit about how that experience affected your life as sure. you were growing up. Uh, you know, PTSD, back then there wasn't a name for it when I was a kid. We just knew that dad was very quick to get mad. You know, he drank, drank a bit, but we thought that may have been part of the lifestyle. He was a radio DJ and he was a musician. He still is to this day, he still writes beautiful songs, but that was his thing. And so he was out playing until two, three, four, five o'clock in the morning sometimes, getting up and working as a DJ. I can tell you this, my dad always worked three jobs at any given time when I was growing up. And, you know, we just thought that it came with that life. 
But looking back on it, he very much was a textbook example of PTSD. And this PTSD would begin to affect your life. Tell us how. I was talking to you about it beforehand, that there were certain situations when I was growing up that my dad just wasn't a very patient person sometimes with me when I was when I was a kid. Nothing abusive or anything like that, but just, you know, let me give you a perfect example. Sometimes I'd be doing my homework and I would ask my dad for help, like what kid doesn't? And I would just, you know, my dad would lose patience with me really, really quick when I when I couldn't get something. And I never did quite understand that. You know, fast forward to here recently in the last, last couple of years, I, you know, I've got children now. My kids are 17 and 24. And, uh, you know, for example, I remember help, them asking me for help with their homework. And for some reason, my anxiety would go through the roof when they would ask me for help with their homework. And I wasn't patient with them. And, you know, typically I'm, I'm a pretty patient person, but, but that situation would send me over the edge. And not realizing that, look, I'm putting, I'm, I'm dealing with some of the things that I remember from my lifetime growing up. That was not a happy time doing my homework with my dad. And so I can tell you just from experience, and that's a very light uh, example of it that look PTSD affects it affects you it affects your grandchildren it affects their kids um, in ways that you may never see and that's just a small example of it tell us a little bit about your faith growing up and also as a military family mm-hmm. how your faith played its role in your family so I can tell you my dad even though he was working three jobs at any given time to make ends meet he raised six kids my mom was a stay-at-home mom the entire time so he you know he was he had a lot of mouths to feed and did whatever it took to get us fed and get us clothed and get us educated but I can tell you every Sunday we were in church and you know everybody was clean teeth brushed hair combed and you better be paying attention in church you better not do it. and he, I remember his phrase that he used to tell my brothers and I didn't understand it growing up but uh, don't sit there like a vegetable son participate you know participate sing the song say the prayers you know I tell you growing up yeah I, I always thought that those, those kind of things went in one ear and not the other, but it stuck with me, you know? So I raised my children in the church as well, just the way I was. Tell us about your faith as a young child. How serious was it to you back then? To me, I didn't really understand why we were in church. I knew it was important, but didn't know why. You know, I went to, to catechism classes, CCD, did all the things that a good Catholic boy is made to do. And now I understand why, you know? So, so fast forward to now, my daughter, she's 17, the little one. She's very involved in the church. Uh, we didn't push her toward it, but, you know, we, we knew that it was important. We just stressed the importance of it, but didn't force her to do anything. Uh, but she took a real shine to, to her CCD classes, went on her own and, and became a youth leader uh, with the acts, the teen act. She's on the teams now. She's one of the, the, the leaders of that. Uh, she's also a Eucharistic minister. That was a goal she set for herself. We didn't push her toward that, but she did. Um, it was important to her. And I have no doubt that she's going to raise her children the same way. And I'm, I'm blessed. You know, I'm, I'm blessed in that uh, she, she took that on and, and did it on her own. Going through life as a child of a service, a military service member, mm-hmm. being engulfed with PTSD, as you mm-hmm. said, your father had impacted you. How did it impact the entire family as a whole? A lot of my older siblings uh, will talk about the fact that dad was pretty tough on them physically uh, sometimes. Uh, you know, and then looking back on it again, I, I, talk, I chalk it up to, to PTSD. You know, he, he had uh, angry outbursts a lot of the times. And I know he regrets it to this day. He had angry outbursts and you know, probably not working on a whole lot of sleep at any given time. He was working three jobs at any given time. Uh, he would lose his temper very quickly. I remember my dad several times growing up, he'd have a broken hand from punching a wall or punching a cabinet or punching his guitar. His hand was always broken. And, you know, looking back on it now, I understand why. But at the time, I'm just, you know, don't make dad mad. That was what was that was what we, or shh, dad's sleeping. Don't wake him up because he doesn't like to be waking up. And so I know that my older siblings dealt with a lot more than I did. 
there were a lot more of them. They were born in rapid succession. As I mentioned, my siblings are all, uh, there's five of them, and there may be six years and some change separating them from youngest to oldest. Um, that's a lot for anybody to take on, even more so with a PTSD vet that's working a lot and not sleeping a whole lot uh, and living the life of a musician. You know, uh, you know the drinking and, and things that go along with being a musician. Um, they had a, a, a little bit rougher life than I did. Thankfully, I got a little more one-on-one time with my dad. Uh, he was able to chill out a little bit more, maybe had gotten some help uh, by the time I, I came around. So my memories aren't as, as severe as what, ours, what theirs were. Now, tell us a little bit about your faith and PTSD together. How did your faith help in regards to PTSD? So I can tell you that when you come from from trauma, whether it's childhood trauma, which a lot of us, a lot of people are dealing with, you know, myself, not as much as others, thankfully. But in the job, I'm a career police officer. In my job, I've seen plenty of people that have lived through uh, PTSD as a result of things that they saw or did on the job. Uh, and I've seen some that didn't survive it, physically didn't survive it. Faith is a big part of, of what's going to get you through any any given situation. you got to have faith in something. Uh, hopefully you have a relationship with the Lord as well. We know that today you serve as the sheriff yes, sir. of the region of the state city of San Antonio, Texas. Yes, sir. And we know that that in itself is a daunting task. Yes, sir, it is. To serve at the top, to run an organization to the best of your ability to lead these men and women to have successful careers and to protect our community. Right. However, there's a price to be paid with that in itself with PTSD. Tell us how you do that. It's one day at a time. Yeah, but, you know, but I'm always thinking, I'm always thinking three steps ahead. Uh, you know, grew up as a law enforcement officer uh, with the San Antonio Police Department, 23, almost 24 years with the SAPD, uh, rose through the ranks to the rank of sergeant. I was a sergeant when I retired, but my responsibilities were such that I was responsible for – I had some pretty big shoes uh, to fill in the within the agency. And I was – you know, my last couple of years was I was, I was uh, basically at the chief's right hand. And so I learned a lot, uh, even by, by even though by rank I was I was uh, a sergeant. My responsibilities were that of somebody much much higher ranking, and so uh, I learned a lot. I learned a lot of, uh, leadership abilities. I learned a lot of dealing with adversity from simply watching how it was done by one of the best in the business. And when we come back after this short message, we're going to talk more about your position as the sheriff of the city of San Antonio. And we're going to share also your deep faith that you would continue to have to continue to serve our community. So stay with us. We'll be right back to Impact Stories of Faith with Sheriff Salazar. Thank you for joining today's edition of Impact where we share your remarkable stories of faith. If you have a faith-based story to tell or you'd like to share your story online, simply email Mike Gonzalez at impactstories.faith at gmail.com. That's impactstories.faith at gmail.com. On this program, we believe that your story of transformation through Jesus Christ can touch many lives. Today's program is sponsored by Sammy's Mexican Restaurant in Lavernia, Texas, where they have delicious breakfast and lunch specials to include my favorite, their great-tasting carne guisada. Come to Sammy's Mexican Restaurant located at 13520 U.S. Highway 87 in Lavernia, Texas, just 30 minutes southeast of San Antonio, and see for yourself why they're the best Mexican restaurant in Lavernia. And we're back to Impact Stories of Faith with Sheriff Javier Salazar, who, as a young child, suffered through his father's post-traumatic stress disorder. However, his faith would take him to another level. Sheriff, 
Tell us more about your faith and as a servant of our city, as the sheriff of San Antonio. Proverbs says you raise your child up in, in, uh, you know, in the church. I'm paraphrasing, of course. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. Uh, I think I'm an example of that. You know, my dad brought us up in the church regardless of whatever he was going through in, in his life. And I can tell you now, it was a lot he was dealing with. Still, he raised us in the church. He made time to take us to church, uh, the whole family. To this day, I do the same thing with my family, regardless of what's going on in my life. Sheriff, tell us about your faith now. I know that as the sheriff of San Antonio, running this huge organization, your faith can maybe sometimes be tested. Tell us about your faith with this position. Well, I'll tell you, this agency, uh, great agency, but it's it's gone through a lot here re, here recently. Last year was a was a very dark period in the in the the life of this agency, and and I'm proud and blessed that the good Lord had faith in me to put me where He put me at the time. I was at the helm of that agency, still am at a very tough time in the in the history of this agency. What is it about this job that leads you to want to get up every day and do it in the midst of all the crime in our city? If not me, then who? Sometimes it's tough to get up in the morning and go, oh my gosh, you know, I know what I'm going to deal with today, but God put me here for a reason. He never gives us more than we can handle at any given time. And although it tests me sometimes, I just got to do it. It's a calling. I wouldn't choose any other life for myself. Tell us about your men and women who serve under you. We know that in the city of San Antonio, there's been many situations situations where your men and women in the department have been exposed to negative news. Tell us about that. Let me just start off by saying I've got 1,500 deputies and 300, give or take, about 1,500 deputies, about 300 civilian employees on top of that, that just want to do a good job. They just want to come and protect and serve in a, in a profession that they know they're not going to get rich and famous doing, uh, but they do it because somebody has to, right? It's the same. And so to them, I, I owe them a debt of gratitude for continuing to do what they do on a daily basis. Um, and so add to that that we're in a profession that, that, you know, right now the profession's going through a tough time. People don't, you know, maybe as, as it is now, law enforcement doesn't get the respect that we had in years past. Uh, I've seen that, that level of respect come and go over the years. It runs in cycles and no doubt we'll get back to where we were. Like, for example, after 9-11, when everybody just loved police officers. Well, now we're in a, in a period that, that maybe not everybody does. Uh, and and it, the profession itself is suffering from a lack of ability to recruit young folks. A lot of young folks are not flocking to our doors to, to become law enforcement officers. And so we're having to, to work that much harder to recruit good people into the profession and into this agency that really want to be and really deserve to be. Sheriff, tell us about the continued post-traumatic stress disorder in your department. What are we doing to help them? So one of the things that, that we did uh, is last year we hired for the first time ever uh, in the history of the BCSO a staff psychologist whose sole job it is is to screen applicants on their way in, screen for things like childhood trauma, PTSD. We've got a lot of military vets coming through that we're blessed to have each and every one of them. But we want to make sure that they're okay. We want to make sure that they're in this job for the right reasons and that they can handle the stressors of this job because it will drive you absolutely up the wall if you're not ready for it. We know that PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, mm -hmm. is no longer just mental and physical, but it's also spiritual. Sure. Tell us what we're doing today to help our men and women who are dealing with PTSD in this aspect spiritually. So we do have uh, some a group of officers that uh, we work with, uh, Tully Blanchard from Cornerstone. Uh, Tully Blanchard, you may remember him as a professional wrestler back right, in the day. Good friend of mine, but he's a very strong man of faith. And so he and Joe Dubs, uh, a San Antonio police officer, my academy classmate, as a matter of fact, uh, 
they help lead a group of our deputies in a Bible study every week. And, and you know, at first, membership wasn't wasn't very high. You know, it goes up and down because cops are cops. We're very busy. Everybody's always working extra jobs. But we do uh, take the – these guys are – I'm blessed to have them in my life and that they, they take the time from their very busy schedules, both of them, to help lead some of our deputies in a, in a Bible study. You know, additionally, we always encourage our, our deputies to, to become involved in something outside this place. As much as we all love our job, as much as we all love the organization, do something outside of here. Don't let this place define who you are 24-7. Yes, be proud of where you work and who you serve and, and what you do, but find something else to occupy your time when you're not here. And the message goes out to our men and women in uniform, not just the military, but our first responders, the San Antonio Police Department, that you are not alone. You're not alone. That if you seek help, mm-hmm. that the help is there for you. Now, Sheriff, tell us about what you have coming for our city. Well, we've got a, a career fair that we've got coming up. It, it's coming up in, in the very first part of June. But I can tell you that we're always recruiting heavily in the sheriff's office. Uh, we're hiring folks as young as 18 years of age. Uh, that's something that, that many agencies uh, here locally can't say that they're doing. But we, we can hire you in as a jail detention officer, certified detention officer. It's a 12-week academy. And we will actually hire you as, hire, as young as 18. Here's the other thing that most agencies can't say. We don't have an age cutoff. We don't have a maximum age. And so here recently, I had a guy uh, come through our academy at the age of 59, military veteran, retired Air Force uh, training instructor, uh, came through the academy at the age of 59 and absolutely rocked it. Uh, so much so that we let him do uh, his year in the jail as a detention officer, and we put him back at the uh, training academy as an instructor and uh, put a Smokey the Bear hat on him, and he is just raining terror upon the, the new cadets coming into our agency, uh, really getting into character as a training instructor and, and drawing on his experience in the military to impart some of that wisdom on some of the young deputies coming into our agency. There is no age limit in your department. There is not. There Come is out not. there. Absolutely. We'll take you. You can, you can pass the background check and we're a little stricter than we were have been in years past it's harder to get in than it has been in years past but if you can pass that background check and you can keep up with the physical rigors and we'll teach you everything you need to know come on down we just want you to have a a heart to serve you just got to have a minimum of a high school diploma or a a ged and we'll take you we'll train you everything we'll teach you everything you need to know call us at 210-335-JOBS if you're interested in starting your career with the sheriff's office what advice do you have for not only our men and women in in the sheriff's department, but for the entire city, what advice do you have for them in two ways, in everyday life Mm -hmm. and in their faith? Well, in an everyday life, make sure that we understand that crime exists. Monsters are real. They come in the form of of criminals, uh, quite frankly. Understand that there are people out there that will do harm to your children if you allow your guard to to slip. Realize that that evil is very real in our world and understand that we have to take an active role to prevent that from affecting us and from affecting our families. We're asking people to always be vigilant. You know, for for when evil does come knocking at your door, you be ready for it. Learn what the common uh, steps are to prevent crime from affecting you and your family in your home, at your business, in your car, out in public. And take those steps. Uh, here at the sheriff's office, we spend quite a bit of time educating the public on how to protect yourself physically and, and of course, uh, security-wise at your home and your place of business. Tell us about your faith and what advice you have for our city in regards to our faith and God. Well, I would encourage anybody and everybody to find a church home, whether it's it's a place that you've known uh, through in your childhood and you're going back to your church home to find your to find your roots, or if you're trying a new church. My wife and I try new churches all the time. We still go to our church at OLPH in Selma, but we also attend other churches uh, across town of all faiths. We just like to expand our horizons and meet new people, and so that's that's what we do. So at any given time, we may be visiting your church. 
as a young man growing up with faith and then being subject to post-traumatic stress disorder from your father mm-hmm. as a veteran in the Air Force serving our country mm-hmm. to being today the sheriff of San Antonio, Texas. Looking back, what do you say to yourself? I, you know, I say to myself every morning uh, and every evening before I close my eyes, you know, I'm blessed to be in the position that I'm in. I really am. And I thank God for putting me here in spite of sometimes, man, this place tests my patience. It really it absolutely does. But at the end of the day, I realized that, look, I'm, he put me here for a reason, and uh, I owe it to him, first and foremost. I owe, I owe everything to God, uh, first and foremost, but to my family and to the public that I serve to get up and, and lace up my boots and do it every morning, day after day, and I'll, I'll keep doing it. And whether I'm, I'm here at the sheriff's office for another two years or another 22 years, I promise you that I will leave it all on the field. At the end of it, I will leave it all on the field. I'm not going to leave with any energy from this place, uh, regardless of when, whenever God decides that the next step in my life needs to be taken. That's okay, and I'm okay with it. But I promise to give my best to this place uh, while I'm here. You're here to impact Absolutely. our city. Absolutely. To give it all you got. Yes, sir. To leave it all on the field. Now, Sheriff Salazar, most times I tell people you got to go through something to get something. What does mm-hmm. that mean to you? Man, to me, I tell you, I've I've been through it all. Uh, I've I've lost friends uh, to suicide. I've lost friends to to crime on the streets. I've had uh, good friends cut down in the prime of their of their lives, leaving children and wives behind. I've seen some ugly things in this world, but I've also seen the best of humanity. Uh, in this world. Uh, I've seen uh, first responders give of themselves physically, spiritually, and mentally. And, you know, like my dad and like countless other military veterans, some of us go to bed every night and, and we dream. We have a thousand memories that we just as soon not have in our head. And I can, I would encourage everybody to seek help, seek the Lord and seek the help to deal with those, with those demons in your head. It will go away. It will get better. I promise you, but you got to have faith. With God's help, anything is possible. Absolutely. Sheriff Salazar, I want to thank you for being on Impact Stories of Faith to share your amazing story. I want to thank you, Father, for being a servant of our country and also thank you for being who you are to serve our great city of San Antonio as the sheriff. And if you, our listeners, would like to have a transformation in your life like Sheriff Salazar through Jesus Christ, then simply say this powerful prayer with me with all of your heart. God, I believe in your son, Jesus Christ, as the Savior of the world, and I confess that I am a sinner and I ask that you forgive me and come into my life and make me new. If you said this prayer or have a transformation story to share, then visit us at impactministrysa.org. That's impactministrysa.org. I'd love to hear from you. I'm Mike Gonzalez. We hope you'll join us next time for another amazing story you won't want to miss. God bless you. Thank you for joining our program, Impact, where your testimonies are heard around the world. Please join us next week for another wonderful edition of Storytelling. Until then, God bless you. And remember, share your stories to impact those around you. And let us all go out as Jesus did and change our world. Hello, I'm Mike Gonzalez, and on behalf of our ministry team, we'd like to salute and thank our service members for their service to our country. And thank you for listening to Impact Stories of Faith.
when everything seemed fine. 